Hello, dear listener. I will ask you a question. Did you know Graham Hill? He was a British driver during the 60s, and he wasn't the worst. And he won almost everything in racing competition. I'm Florian, and today in Free Topics on Mustard FM, we will see the most iconic race in the world. And we will start with maybe, mm, I don't know, maybe the most famous race of the world. I speak, of course, the Grand Prix of Monaco, maybe the, the most famous race in Formula One. And one of the triple crown of motorsports, I will speak about this later, but the triple crown of motorsports is very important for this topic. And I, of course, when you heard triple crown, that means that we are two others race like this, and we will speak about this later in the program. But let's focus on Monaco first. The circuit has been called an exceptional location of glamour and prestige. And I don't think Mr. Monaco tells me the opposite. 3.3 kilometers of race in the street of Monaco, that's one of the most technical Grand Prix. Not much straight line for blazing speed. We are not in Monza, the temple of speed. And the only one with a race length under 300 kilometers. That's very short. It's a very short Grand Prix. But it's around 78 laps for the Grand Prix, so in, t in time, that's okay for a Grand Prix. But first, why Monaco is so famous? I don't know. Maybe if you don't watch the motorsport and if you don't look forward, you don't really know about the competition and so on. But obviously, you ever heard one time Monaco for a Grand Prix? Obviously, I think. It's my opinion. But for me, it's obvious that Monaco is one of the most prestigious Grand Prix. He has his aura. And I will tell you why. Maybe a race in the street is not too crazy for you. You can have some celebrities that come all over the world to see the race on their yacht, for example. Because the place to see a Formula 1 Grand Prix, especially Monaco, is very high. So... Uh, they came the place with us, with the boat, with the yacht. And maybe the race also watched by the Prince of Monaco, currently Albert II, or Albert II, I don't know how to call that. Maybe Albert II, or II. And we can also add some casinos, because nothing is too crazy for the Grand Prix. But let's go to the most historic part of this race. The first race was in 1929 won by William Grover William, that's two Williams in the name, that's strange, in a Bugatti. And since 1955, Monaco was always in the planning of the World Championship of Driver, except 2020 for COVID, of course. But always on this planning. And what about the winner of this mythical race? Well, anybody who's won in Monaco was exceptional. I can cite Ayrton Senna, he has won the, Mo the Grand Prix six times and he has the most win in Monaco currently now. He was the, the most winner in Monaco. I can cite Juan Manuel Fangio. My, uh, I hope my uh, Spanish accent is very good. He's the first winner of Monaco when the Grand Prix was in the World Championship in 1950. He won because he has uh, some carambolage and car crash during... Um, a virage that was very crazy and he won like this. But Fangio was 
maybe one of the best driver ever ever lived on this planet. This uh, the Argentine driver was the 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 best I think for me. Maybe we will speak about Fangio in another program. Maybe in the French program. I don't know, but maybe. And of course Graham Hill that I said before, Mister Monaco, five-time winner of Monaco in a row. But also I can cite every winner of Monaco. But let's be serious one minute. For every pilot in this world, especially in Formula One, win Monaco is one of the biggest achievements in a career. After winning a world championship, of course. I can cite also in the Grand Prix and in Formula One other mythical race like Silverstone, that was the Grand Prix of uh, in England. In the track of Silverstone, that was the first Grand Prix ever made. I can also speak about the Spa-Francorchamps, the Grand Prix in Belgium, one of the most longest track and race in Formula One. I can speak about the Number Green. They call that the Green Hell, the Triple Crown that I said before, and we will speak about the second one. But yes. Maybe win the race, this race that I will speak. That will be a very big achievement. Here in this race, you don't have the number of laps to do, but you must survive and fight versus the time, the weather, and yourself. Yes, this is the 24 hours of Le Mans, one of the other triple crown. Since 1923, this race is the oldest race in endurance racing. The oldest, 19. 23. Remember that. And it's considering one of the most prestigious automobile races in the world. It has been called the Grand Prix of Endurance and Efficiency. All in the name. Grand Prix of Endurance and Efficiency. Unlike fixed distance race whose winner is determined by the minimum time, Le Mans is won by the car that covers the greatest distance in 24 hours. In this track of 13.6 kilometers, The car can make more than 5,000 kilometers during the race, during 24 hours. That's huge, very huge. And of course, for the distance, we have the top speed also. In 1988, a car reached the speed of 405 kilometers per hour in the Unadier straight line, lengths of Six kilometers. Can you imagine a car reach more than 400 kilometers per hour in a race during a whole minute? Even in Formula One, doesn't reach this speed. And now imagine this on a part of the track that was is also a street of everyday life. Imagine your Ford Focus go on this part of the track that. One of car reach 400 kilometers per hour. Imagine, just imagine. Except for the fact that part of Le Mans is run on the street, why is Le Mans is so famous? Maybe I don't know the oldest race in endurance racing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe also driving a car 40, 24 hours in a row is not enough for you. Maybe. Imagine just driving this kind of car around 300 kilometers. I remember you. At night, without outside light, only the doors of your car, only your light of car. Just imagine, of course. 
And this kind of car is like the most technological car in the world with technology that we didn't see until maybe five years in our car. I remember some technology that Audi put in the prototype in Le Mans that will come out maybe, I don't know, three or four years after. That will put the limit of the car in technologically, physically, and also the drivers. The drivers was amazing. I, I can't say n nothing else. That was amazing. He's uh, fighting versus the herself, the, the time, the weather, like I said before, and her, herself. Just finish the, this race in the achievement itself. If your car is not broken down, or worst, be killed. Because Le Mans is one of the most dangerous race of the world, of course. In 1955, the most tragic accident in most of motorsport came. 83 people were killed. 83. The reason? An engine flies away directly in the spectators. That was a Mercedes. Uh, I don't remember the name of the pilot, but he came out the, 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 the track. And the engine of, the Mercedes, of this Mercedes came out and just go on the spectators and kill 83 people and instantly. I can say instantly. But hopefully, today the security is much better, but you always have a risk of this kind of accident. Always. You can't go put out the risk in sport, in general. You can't. It's impossible. So, after this uh, dramatic point, what about the winner of, the, of Le Mans? In fact, it's a team of two or three pilots for one car. So, it's more a, a team play race than for yourself. You have a team. But the man who has won more time here is Tom Christensen, a Danish. Nine times. He won nine times at Le Mans. If you just finish this race one time, you can be happy. For him, he won Le Mans nine times. So maybe he didn't won every time. So maybe he has, I don't know, maybe more than 13 participation in Le Mans. I don't, I don't really know, but for me, it's crazy to won nine times Le Mans. And we found the name that we saw just before. His name, Grandma Hill, Mr. Monaco, also won Le Mans. So yes, I like the Grand Prix of Monaco, win this race. It's a huge achievement in a career's pilot. But the next one is very important. As we speak about, of course, the last of the Triple Crown and maybe the first one. In date of creation, I, uh, I think. Started in 1911, is the oldest motors, motor race in the world, still organized today. It's in USA. And yes, this is the Indianapolis 500. First, a little fun fact about the name of the truck, the Brickyard. Here's the racing surface was paved in brick in the fall of 1909. One yard so around one meter, because we are in America, so we speak about yard, pound, and so on, foot, uh, very strange meters system. So yes, we speak about yards. 
in miles. Uh, but yes, one yard of brick remains exposed at the start slash finish line. Second, the name of the event, the greatest spectacle in racing. That's all. The Americans said that we have the most popular and the most famous event of racing of the world, only in the name. And it's pretty accurate, I think. Like his name, drivers must made 500 miles So around 800 kilometers during the race, so 200 laps of a track of 2.5 miles, around 4 kilometers, and only 33 cars can participate in this race. Why is the Indy 500, this much shorter like this, is famous around the world? Perhaps because it's the oldest motor race in the world? I don't know, maybe. Also, because of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the name of the, the track and the structure, with the largest sport venue in the world in terms of capacity with, with be ready, 400,000 seats. 400,000 is four times the capacity of a soccer stadiums. Can you imagine that? And just for example, 400,000 seats it's more than the population of Iceland more the population than a, a country can you imagine and also the race is almost the same day than the Grand Prix of Monaco so you must make a choice Indianapolis or Monaco hmm tough choice isn't it and of course I will speak about the winners of Indianapolis. Sure, them have four victories in this race, all American. But we can cite another man. He won two other crowns. Yes. I speak about Mr. Monaco, Grandma Hill. This man is the only one to have won all three races, at least one in history. The Grand Prix of Monaco, the 24 Hours of Le Mans, and Indianapolis 500. It's, it's the only one. Today, the Colombian Juan Pablo Montaya and the Spanish Fernando Alonso are the closest pilots to win the Triple Crown. I can speak about his career for a long time, but maybe that will be next time. Yes, I didn't speak too much about the Indianapolis 500 because even through is one of the most famous races of the world. I just prefer Monaco and Le Mans because maybe I'm French. That's the reason why, because it's near my, I don't say near my city, but it's my in my country. So maybe that's why I know more than the others. Well, we saw the triple crown, but maybe did you know or not? Some other famous races all around the world. How about the Monte Carlo Rally? I'm pretty sure you've already heard this name once. But what is this race? Starting in 1911, the Monte Carlo Rally is quite famous for some reason. First, it's in Monaco. It's, it's the land, it's the country of Monaco. So you can put all the things that I said at the Grand Prix inside this rally. Second, the track itself. He always changed so I don't have any, 
I don't have the lens of the special, is the name of, of a race inside the rally, is one of the most special of the world. And I tell you why. Always in January, this, this rally can have many different weather conditions, like snow, rain, or sunshine. It depends. And if you're not afraid about this, maybe you'll be afraid about the track itself. It's on mountain roads, one of the most technical rally of the world. Here, the driver and the cars are pushed into their limits. And if you go further, it could be a deadly end, like every race in the world, but especially in the Rally of Monte Carlo, that could be very deadly. Another thing that makes this rally particular is because of the legends, if we can call that, or maybe it's a fact, I think, but yes, it could be a legend, of Lancia and Audi during the 1983 edition. This year, we have the Group B, a category of cars in rally that produce maybe the best cars ever made and maybe the craziest cars like the Audi Quattro, the Renault 5, the Lancien 4D and so on. The story is, it was a snowy day and Lancia paid some people to salt the road to get off the snow. That will be better for the cars, the drivers, and for the spectators, of course. The fact is, the, the car of Lancia, that was the Lancia 037, I think, was less competitive than the Audi's car that was the Audi Quattro. And the result? Lancia won. He won the rally and the world championship in this year. Always with this little... How can I say that? That was like a magician. Always some tricks to win the rally. But that was in the 80s, so the great period of the rally. And for the winner of this, gra of, of this Grand Prix, no, of this uh, rally. No, Graham, uh, Graham Hill didn't win this race. He can't win every race of the race of the world. That's impossible. But... With his hate win in Monte Carlo, the French Sébastien Augier has the most win of, the, of this rally, followed by another French, Sébastien Loeb, seven-time winner in Monte Carlo. Or I can speak about the Paris-Dakar that was a off-road race and like his name, start of Paris and to go through Dakar. Right now, the, the race were placed in South America and now I don't really know if they changed the spot here, but I don't really know. Maybe that was in Middle Orient. I don't really know. Maybe. And for this race, we have a lot of com competitors and different type of race. We have the motorbike. We have the truck, the car, of course, the quad. And uh, that's pretty whole, I think. But yes, it's very dangerous car, uh, race because maybe every every race of Paris Dakar we have one one die, one uh, one pilot die in during this race. 
So that's kind of dangerous because you're alone in the wild with your car and if there's some mechanical problem, it's up to you to fix it. So you must be a good driver, but also a good mechanician. I can speak about also Pikes Peaks. That's an also, it's also a race in America, in the Colorado, that the, the main goal is to climb, to climb a mountain the fastest way. You have a street and you must climb the, the mountain the fastest as possible. Today the record is for the Volkswagen with the electric car because you must climb very high on the mountain and so the atmosphere and the oxygen are more rare. So for the engine that was, that was very difficult to, to produce some energy. So that's why the electric car are most efficiency in this type of race. So yes, we can speak about also Pikes Peak. Uh, I don't have any the time of the creation like the, uh, right now, but I can make some research. We will get out some uh, rally and cars because for the last race, we will not use the car or truck or anything with four wheels, but only two. It's one of the most dangerous races in the world. It's the tourist trophy of Isle of Man. Run in May or June, it depends, on the Isle of Mine, Man, Man. The track of this race is the street of the island, like Monaco or the Rally of Monte Carlo of the 24 Hours of Le Mans, also. But here, the driver must complete some laps lengths of 24 kilometers with a motorbike that can reach more than 300 kilometers per hour. Can you imagine just 300 kilometers per hour with a motorbike? But why it's so dangerous? Maybe because of the speed that I just said? Or maybe the fact that the race is on the street also? And if it's on the street, if you didn't control well your bike or something like that, you can have a crash and maybe this you can hit, I don't know, maybe a tree, a wall or fall on a cliff or another thing like that. It's quite deadly. We'll speak about the winner because there are some winners, but we have one winner that are over the top. For the winner of this race, maybe they are the craziest persons of the world to take part of this race. But Joey Dunlop, it's for sure the craziest driver. He won 26 times this race. 26. Can you imagine just winning 26 times the most dangerous race of your sport? I think not. Or if you are Joey Dunlop, uh, that's very strange, but yes, you can imagine if you are Joey Dunlop, but no. Just 26 times of your sport, imagine you won this race. It's unbelievable. I don't have any much information about... We have also lots of information about this race 
we have a plenty of race, mythical race that we can speak about. But uh, I just focus on the triple crown because when I make my research, I saw this type of competition. I think we can say uh, we can say that. And uh, I don't really know the existence. I know the race independently for the 24 hours on Le Mans, the Grand Prix of Monaco and the Indianapolis 500. I know the, this race, but I don't really know their link like this. And for the triple crown, we have also a variant, another version of this triple crown that it's the 24 hours of Le Mans, the, five, the Indianapolis 500 and the FIA world champion. So you must want a world championship of drivers to have this triple cone and you must want 24 hours of Le Mans and the 500 Indianapolis. But they take out this part of the crown and they say we will replace the world champion by the Grand Prix of Monaco. And I prefer like that because Monaco is one of the my favorite Grand Prix, of course. I can say the French Grand Prix, but it's not near my city, so it's not the best for me now. Like I say, we can speak about Monte Carlo, of the rally of Monte Carlo, Paris-Dakar, Pikes Peak, the tourist trophy on the Isle of Man. And I think uh, I don't have any mythical race in my head right now, but that will come. So... Thank you, dear listener, for listening to me. Of course, stay safe on the road and at home, obviously, and see you in another program. That was Friar. Bye.